0: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody, to Scouts Eye on Pro Football. I am Chris Landry. I've been here for three hours now. going on three hours. We'll get you all the latest information um, going on in the world of college football, um, NFL. We got it all for you. We have... Scouts Island College Football, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock we did Big Ten Football and beyond. We're here with Scouts Island Pro Football, and i tell you what we did. is we've kind of separated the shows again, Scouts Island College, Scouts in the NFL. Give you a little bit more of your viewing pleasure for those of you that like the NFL. Um, Want to make sure you can get all of our college podcasts through um, the Landry Football Podcast channel. You want to get this podcast, you can go to LandryFootball.com. I'll post it on LandryFootball.com. Somebody will post it for me. Um, It'll be there. You can also sign up for the Falcons channel, the Dirty Bird Nest, to get it directly sent to your mobile device. So you've got it. You'll get it. And we'll talk pro football. Well, here's what I've done. Since the NFL season is, you know, quickly... Coming upon us, I wanted to get, got eight divisions, and I wanted to do a preview of every division, and I decided to drop those in a podcast, uh, and, and I will, I've done two of them and will do them, um, you will see that drop tomorrow, again, the format, so I've already done the preview of the AFC East and the NFC East. We're going to talk some topics today. We're going to talk about a couple questions. Uh, too long to do that and cover the topical things and get the previews in, but there's not enough time. There's not eight weeks, you know, where I can go one division a day and kind of break them up. So make sure that you check out LandryFootball.com or sign up for the Falcons channel, the Dirty and ask to. To get the podcast, you're going to get a detailed breakdown position by position of each of the NFL teams. And we've got the AFC East. We've got one podcast that will drop with just the AFC East. Another one with the NFC East. So if you go, you'll search it. through again, the Falcons channel, the Dirty Birds Nest, uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, you'll have it in there. So we're going to get to some things today. And uh, a reminder that you can get all our conference shows at the Landry um, Football Podcast Channel, part of the great friends at Podcast Park. Um Let's get right into it with some discussions, the latest news and notes around the NFL. Heard by now, tough news for Carson Wentz, the injury situation again. They looked at it and thought maybe they could see if it would heal once the swelling went down. That's usually typical protocol. And then they decided that it wouldn't work unless they had surgery. So surgery is where they are. In rehab um, I have said of on record saying that look I don't think the starting quarterback start of the season is on the roster now now they're holding out an outside hope that with rehab that he could be back for week one I, I, I look I don't I don't know I it's, it's a quick timeline but I can't say for certain I do think they are at a quarterback I think they're saying a lot of things right now look they're gonna use this opportunity I think to get Jacob Easton East a lot of reps, play preseason opener a lot. And I think the preseason will play a lot. Um, I, I think they're going to monitor how he's doing. And they're going to monitor Carson. And I think it opens up the possibility. Now, I, I threw out Nick Foles as a real viable option with the connection with Frank Wright. I went and looked at his contract. And I don't think that's as viable as is people th- th- that I thought. So i, I looking at it. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. But I think it's going to be somebody that they're going to have to bring in. I don't think the guy is on the roster at this stage. We shall see on that. Some other news, good news. Matthew Stafford had um, the x-rays done on his thumb. It came back negative. He had a swollen thumb. He banged it on um, a defender's helmet yesterday in practice. That's, that's alarming. It's the same thumb. That it's surgically repaired this off season, so that's always a concern. Is it something you got to go in? Did he mess up anything? So um, I think they're going to be very cautious with him, but you you just don't know. But good news there; it's swelling goes down, should be fine. I do want to address the Bills' ownership situation in terms of their new state. Um, it's been a little while since we've had somebody come out, new stadium, we're going to move, this is this and that. Uh, All those things are, you know, fine. I guess. It's all part of it. I see no way. The the Bills are not going to Austin, Texas. I'm, I'm really surprised that that's the leverage play that they've chosen. I think they'd have something that's a little bit more realistic, more believable. Um not moving a team in Austin. Jerry Jones would fight that, and he's got a lot of power in the ownership end of the thing. i I'm surprised they didn't use Toronto, perhaps the COVID situation. I don't know, but that's always been the talk. Um, probably not a lot of options, maybe. They're going to stay in Buffalo. They're trying to get the best deal, meaning the most money from the city, the state, the municipalities there, too. To combine with what the fagulas are willing to put in in a new stadium, so it's a 1.5 billion dollars for a new stadium. Um, you know, so we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I, I don't think I need to really address that anymore <clears throat> to this point. I will address, and we had our good friend Tony join us in the chat room on the College Show. I hope he is around listening. But he asked about Nick Chubb in his new contract extension. Uh, the $20 million guaranteed in it, provided he meets certain incentives. That's a little bit misleading. It's a three year deal. Three years is a reasonable deal. It's a lot of money, but it doesn't backload it to where there's so much that could get them caught into a lot of trouble if he regresses or has injuries or what have you. You can argue that he is the best runner in football. He's certainly in that conversation. Uh, he led all running backs in breakaway percentage. He's got big playability in that offense. Uh, He was the most elusive back in the elusive grades last year. He has the ability to force missed tackles, pick up extra yards. Um, He led the league in um, rushing yards uh, after contact and escapability, uh, avoiding yards. So the, the only thing he hasn't done at a high level is catch the ball as well as you'd ideally like him. Um, you know, the the most talented one-two punch um, with Kareem Hunt, probably in the league. I I think it's a fair contract. I think it's a good contract. People see 36.6 and 20 million. Uh, Again, you dig deeper into the paragraph five, I think it's a better deal and it's something they can get out of. The Raiders draft problems have Continue to be an issue. I was concerned when they drafted Cleveland Farrell a few years ago as high as they did. Thought they were way overdrafted him. I think they misevaluated. Um, I, you know, he's going to have a hard time right now, even at this stage, having been in the system of winning a lot of playing time. I, I don't. I don't know that he's going to start at all. Then you knocked in doc What Max Crosby's been a good fit for him, and then Solomon Thomas. I don't know where they go. Um, so I, I'm curious to see where this develops. But he's not played very well at all. Um. So let's see how that plays out. Those are some of the news and notes that I wanted to get to. <clears throat> and. Um, one of the things I wanted to get to as we get to this point in the season is to give a breakdown of some of the best players in the league. It's just something that people ask a lot about. <clears throat> We're going to get to bring your questions. I see which Ed King's got some. And if you guys got any questions, join us in the chat room and fire away. But I again often asked about who the best players are in the league. And you know we can talk about the most important, that's the quarterbacks. I've said this before and I'll, I'll say it again. Aaron Donald has been the best. He's graded out the best of any player, regardless of position in the league for the past several years. He is an unusually elite player. He's, that, he's a physical freak and he's, he's versatile in a way that they play him all across the line of scrimmage. He's all playing the piano. He just goes up and down he leads the league in total pressures, the third time in four seasons. He's led the leagues in that category religiously. He's the only full-time interior defender that creates pressure. I mean, the only guy that's even close has been JJ Watt in recent years. It's been unbelievable. He can play him cocked up against the center. He can play him three technique, five technique, and what. What makes that unique is that you can't run away from him. You can't avoid him. You can't scheme your blocking scheme because you don't know where he's going to line up. If you've got a great thread three technique that is out of position as a five technique, you can take that guy out of the game by working away from it. If the guy moves around, it's harder to block away away from him and avoid him and they can use him to best attack your weaknesses in protection. So it's very very difficult. I I would certainly put him in there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is certainly just a different type of player. He is so dynamic. He's such a playmaker. He has so much ability to take a bad play and make it a good play. Yet he's got a lot of weapons any work shit. I mean, guys like Travis Kelsey, that's very good. Another guy that's really good that are not going to get a lot of mention because offensive linemen don't get mentioned a lot. And certainly, least of all, if it's an offensive lineman, it's got to be a tackle that people talk about or a left tackle. But Quentin Nelson of the Colts is a top five player overall in this league on how he plays his position. He's not a guy that you, if you were have your list of who you'd add to your team, I don't know that I would take him in the top five. I take him. I don't know if i take him in the top five because they're more important positions. But this guy was the most valuable offensive lineman in the league last year and the year before that. Um, he's now allowed just three sacks in three NFL seasons. Um, he's just given up 15 um, total pressures, allowed. Regular season, wild card game. If anything, he's even better in the run game. Receivers right now, some really good ones. Devontae Adams is playing as good as anybody in the country. Last year, he graded out um, the best receiver. And, and he was the best route runner of the One of the best route runners. Really, really good. Khalil Mack doesn't get talked about enough. He gets talked about not enough. He is still playing great. And he's doing it for the Bears. People know Tom Brady and what a great player he is. Bobby Wagner is part of what makes guys great is how they're used and how they're how they're asked to play that seattle defensive scheme asks a lot of a linebacker and even more of bobby wagner and the play around him hasn't been all that good but he's really really good he brings pressure on the blitz he's really good in coverage he broke up seven passes in coverage and he had 61 defensive stops. He's been the class of the linebacker position for a few years now, and if they can put better talent around him, look out. The best tight end in the league, you can make some arguments for a few folks. One guy that is just so complete, we forget a little bit because of the recent injuries, George Kittle. Um, I think they're better just pure receiving tight ends, but the most versatile guy He's really special. Aaron Rodgers is certainly in that category. The best Watt now is J.J.'s brother, T.J. Uh, What a, a great edge player. You're talking about Defensive Player of the Year type of candidate type of guy. He leads all edge rushers with 12 batted passes and even three interceptions. He's a dominant force. A dominant force. He's not just, hey, this guy's pretty good. He's J.J.'s brother. This guy is a top 10 Twelve player in this league uh, any way you look at it. Derrick Henry is special uh, and what they ask of him in Tennessee is a lot and he delivers. I think Zach Martin of the Cowboys is an outstanding guard when he's healthy. Didn't grade out well last year because of injuries. Um, I tell you who's a little bit underrated that people don't talk enough about is Jair Alexander, a corner from the Packers. Um, he graded out better than any corner in the league last year. Um, And he went against some really good receivers. Um, The only game in which he allowed more than than four catches came against Chicago when Trubisky threw it like 50 times. And, you know, um, he was targeted like 10 times. Bakhtiari on that same team, um, on the other side of the ball, one of the premier left tackles in the game. He's a gold standard in pass blocking at left tackle. You want to see a guy that, from a technique standpoint, does it better than any, that's him. Jalen Ramsey is a freakish corner with the Rams. DeAndre Hopkins, every bit freaky as a player with the Cardinals. I think Tyreek Hill is the most explosive player in the league. I think his teammate Chris Jones is one of the best defensive tackles. Speaking of linebackers, speaking of NFC West, I think Fred Warner of the 49ers is really good. Um, He graded out extremely real. Lots of playmaking um, ability there. Um, He was a little bit of a hybrid linebacker who could cover in college and came out of BYU. Boy, he's developed well. He's one of the more complete linebackers in the league. And you've got guys like Joey Bosa of the Chargers and Russell Wilson and Justin Simmons is an underrated player with the Broncos, the safety there. Trent Williams of the of uh, the uh, the Forty Niners, Miles Garrett uh, is really good um, and probably doesn't get enough credit. When he's healthy, you can put Dalvin Cook right there with the very best running backs in the league. Nick Bosa, Joey's brother, I'd, I'd like to have you know top twenty five or so players in the league, two of them be your sons, the Bosa family. What what a freaking nature there. Nick uh, Nick Bosa is outstanding, um, really really good. Those are some. It's not a complete list, but. Wanted to uh, address that because that is something that people ask a lot. And you want to get a complete list on stuff like that. The breakdowns of the best units in the league. You want to get breakdown of the best players in the league by position. We got all that at LandryFootball.com. Go under the NFL section. Go and look back. You'll not only see the previews of each of the teams, but you're going to see a lot of stuff going back and back. You can see all the, the posts that we have on breaking down position by position. The best players in the league, so we wanted to get that for you. We're going to have again a little bit of an abbreviated show today because I'm going to. Um, you're going to be able to get the division previews in the podcast drop, so you want to make sure that you check that out again by signing up for the Falcons channel on the Dirty Birds Nest. Um, also, sign up for um, uh, the um, Landry Football Podcast channel where you get all the college shows. And then for those of you that have signed up in the past for Landry Football's conference call, that'll get you um, a, a number of stuff as well, including our Big Ten and Big 12 and and, um, and um, Pac-12 uh, shows. So check that out. I want to kind of end things with the mailbag and want to get to <clears throat> some questions that you might have. I see some of you have got some questions in the thread. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's see if I can get to the question here, if I can find it that was sent in. Um, the question is Chris, uh, this is um, from Paul. The Who are the best offensive play callers in the NFL right now? Um, okay, good questions there. Um, Andy Reid would, would uh, lead the list. Um Sean Payton, those two kind of stand out. Um, now, there's a lot of talent. Okay, don't don't mistake that, you know, oh, a great play call has got to be the guys that have no talent and they can't, you can't call plays if you don't have talent to execute them. He's, but in play calling, he's really good. He's taken a lot of the college concepts better than anybody in the league and he's maximized that to his advantage. Really, really good play caller. Um, in and in a lot of what he does with Mahomes, again, he can't do with everyone, but really, really good. I think Sean Payton is really good. I think he's the best in the league at play design, and he combines that skill with when and where to call things. His teams have not ranked outside the top ten in yardage since the arrival. Now, first year without Drew Brees, so we'll see with Taysom Hill. We'll see with um, uh, with Jameis Winston. But, you know, they've won in short spurts with Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill at quarterback. It's really good. It's going to be tested this year. I think Kyle Shanahan uh, would be on that list with uh, the Niners. Um, he helped his dad uh, construct that RG three offense in Washington. Um, boy teaches the run game probably as good as any, and that's his dad. You know, he's uh, really really good. He's superb at teaching the running game, and he's excellent in creating matchups. I think a guy that's a fast track to be a head coach. And, and again, we looked at guys that were head coaches in all of those cases. Uh, Brian Dayball is going to be a head coach. He's the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. The job he's done with Josh uh, Allen has been phenomenal. His emergence was one of the more fun storylines of the 2020 season. Um, it generated the second most points in football. The development and addition of Stefan Diggs has been really good. Um, so I think he's outstanding. Matt LaFleur of the Packers, Really good. You know, uh, we're going to talk about the fourth down call and the championship game and all that stuff, but, you know, this uh, this guy's got a lot of ability. Sean McVay of the Rams is another good one. Another guy that preaches and teaches condensed formations, run football, is very, very good. Um, I think that uh, Sean McVay is just simply outstanding. I think that underrated guy is Greg Roman. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. They're having to build an offense around their quarterback that's not a good passer. I think he's very good. I think Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, the job he's done with Baker Mayfield and that group is really good. Look at the job he did with Minnesota. I think they miss him there. They also miss some of the talent there on the offensive line, but I think Kevin is really, really good. Um, So those are some of the guys. I think Joe Brady is a guy to watch coming out of uh, Carolina. So those are some guys. Uh, that I would nominate as really good really good guys in that category um, let's get to some of the questions in the chat room that you have, what Jay King says, uh, there was speculation about moving Eric McCoy to guard when Caesar Reyes was drafted, is McCoy too good at center to consider that now? <clears throat> no, I think what you're trying to do there, I think you, obviously you play, I think he's really good so, uh, what I would do with Ruiz, I would still work Ruiz. Here's the way you got to look at it. Um, I think Caesar's a really good guard, and I think he could play center. What you want, ideally, with your offensive line, and I've done a couple of podcasts on this, the cross-training aspect, particularly on the offensive line and in the secondary, you lose your center you lose McCoy. Your backup center may not be as good as Ruiz. And you probably, you know, so who's the best fit? So who's the best interior three? Do you slide Ruiz over to center because your next best guy is a better fit at guard? and doesn't have quite the versatility to play center. So the, the drafting of him Ruiz, that is, was that he could be a really good guard and he can also play center. That hasn't changed. The fact that McCaw is really good, you still want to cross-train him for those circumstances that inevitably happen from an injury. Uh, And my thoughts on Zach Dreef will be as an offensive line coach. Uh, Look, he's young. He's got a lot to learn. He's played the position. He's familiar with Sean. He's familiar with that staff. So it should be seamless, but it's different. It's different teaching. Um... It's different in watching film a certain way as a player than it is as a coach. All things you'll learn. Look, but you can do it. I was a big proponent of getting Mike Munchak, his opportunity in coaching. You know, Mike Munchak is considered one of the elite two or three offensive line coaches in all of football in the NFL, certainly. It's where it coaches in the NFL. Um, when I was with the Oilers, and he was a, obviously a perennial pro bowler with the Oilers. And I really worked hard for them to give him the, the job at of the offensive line coach. And they did, now they hired Larry Pecto, and he worked. But Mike needed to kind of not just pay his dues for the pay-your-dues sake, but he needed to learn how to coach and not just teach the way. He, you know, as a player, you learn things, and you know things. But how to coach, and how to prepare, and how to game plan, be involved in the game plan are all different things. And I think sometimes you, you need a little bit of a growth period, so I think they'll work with Zach um, to get him up to speed and get him ready to go. Um, but I think he'll be fine, only time will tell. And Kev says, is it somewhat standard for a rookie linebacker like Patrick Queen to struggle in pass coverage? Do you expect a lot of improvement? Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's standard for a lot of guys to struggle early at any position. But Patrick has ability, coverage ability. But what you're trying to learn is a lot of assignment stuff that becomes an issue. I don't think he did poorly, that poorly in coverage. You know, in spots it was bad. But overall, I think it got better. Um, it's pretty standard, yes depending on what you ask them to do, if you give them and put them in situations, you can't grade the flashes, you can't grade the highlights. If you ask more of a certain guy and it takes a lot longer to adjust because you're doing a lot of things, well that's going to be understandable that your overall grade won't be as good, but if you play situationally, you might be able to get get a better jump on it. But yeah, I expect some improvement. We'll see. But I have no reason to think he won't be pretty good in coverage. Hey, folks, again, a couple of reminders. Check out the NFC East preview podcast, Scott's Eye on Pro Football, and the Scott's Eye on Pro Football AFC preview. And we're going to bring them all to you. We're going to have all eight of them. And uh, we're going to have uh, all the divisions previewed in detail. We'll take a lot of time doing that. And then we'll be back with you at same time, five p.m. Central, six p.m. Eastern time each Tuesday, to give you a look at the college football, uh, the pro football world rather. This is going to be interesting. All these podcasts get them confused, but yeah, we'll, we'll break we'll break down your NFL stuff right here. So make sure that you get involved. How do you think, Wichita King? How do you think the English quarterback session plays out with Hurts, Flacco, and Mullins? Well, it's it's not Flacco and Mullins, it's Hurts. That's that's all they're playing. And the other two are backups. I don't know how well Hurts will do. Uh, will he struggle enough to where somebody else will get a chance? Mullins, perhaps? Uh, Fleckles, a veteran guy, a veteran presence, but it's it's Hurst or Butts for them. And I don't know that Jalen is a good enough passer, but that's what they're going with at this point. Check out the NFC East breakdown, and you'll get the detail about the Eagles and how they're going to play it in kind of how that looks like. So that's a look at um, uh, the SEC. Uh, excuse me, Scott's eye on college and pro football uh, today. And again, we'll be back each and every week. Sign up for the uh, Falcons channel, Dirty Birds Nest, wherever you get your podcast. Sign up for Landry um, Football Conference Call, and certainly sign up for the uh, the Landry Football Podcast channel wherever you get your podcast, so that we can uh, make sure that you get all the co- the college podcasts, everything that we're doing. We love having you here and join us uh, everywhere on check out the uh, LandryFootball.com and get the schedule for all the Twitch shows so you get notification there. Sign up for twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball. We're here with you. Thanks for you that joined us in the chat room and um, check us out there. Ask your questions. We're excited to be with you and we appreciate you being part of the family. We just need you. Just spread the word so we can grow this and continue to provide this show for you and the other shows as well. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We've got some uh, on this same channel, 3 p.m. Central, Alabama football. Uh, 4 p.m. we're going to do a Big 12 football and beyond. And uh, 5 o'clock, the Landry Football Podcast. So much to get to tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Have a great evening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.